Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help the fellow night again and it's time for block talk radio and uh, my name is john fisher and i love this half hour every week because i get to talk to some of my favorite people and uh right now we are discussing um the 12-step recovery program uh alcoholics anonymous it's been around for over 80 years and uh, incredibly successful. Um, we are uh, doing a series on that uh, in on in the catch, which I write every day. And if you're hearing this for the first time, go to catchjohnfisher.com. Just be sure and spell that F-I-S-C-H-E-R. Catchjohnfisher.com, and you can sign up. For the catch, you receive it every day, and uh, it's a fresh piece of writing that I do. And normally, well, not all the time, but quite often we're in a series. And uh, right now, we are doing the 12 steps. We're taking a step a week, and uh, what we're trying to do, uh, and we'll be talking to our guest about this in a few minutes, whether we can do this or not, (laughs) and that is, to take spiritual principles that apply to all of us um, from from the 12 steps, which are usually just for alcoholics and drug addicts. Uh, but we are admitting that um, we are all addicted to something and can benefit from this program. So that's uh, what we're going to be talking about. Our guest tonight um, is someone who I got to know when I was working at Saddleback Church. And uh, he was a director of the Purpose Driven Life Campaign when he was there. He was a small group leader for Celebrate Recovery. But he has had a multitude of experiences. Uh, He's been in the board of a Fortune 60 organization. He's been a staff pastor and he's been a counselor, and today, to, right now, he's doing something that, that is not even on that list, so we'll, we'll have to ask him about that in a few minutes, but uh, a multi-talented uh, individual, uh, great, just a, a great person to talk to. I loved being in meetings with him, just chatting about uh, hearing what he thinks about, and uh um, so please welcome to Blog Talk Radio, Brett Schrock. Welcome, Brett. Thank you, John. Uh, really appreciate that uh, great introduction. It's uh, it's always humbling <laughs> to kind of hear another person introduce you. So uh, thanks for that. I hope I can live up to that uh, that intro. <laughs> well, okay. 
tell do tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what you what do you tell people when they ask you that that great first question? You know, well, what do you do? <laughs> well, I, <laughs> do I try to measure my work, and I try to measure my words because I could I could probably run a pretty long trail in terms of of my past. But in in short, I grew up um, on a farm in rural Illinois. Um, it had been a multi-generational farm, smaller, and uh, went to school back in the uh, the Midwest in Illinois, and um, mm-hmm. got married uh, to my bride 31 years ago, and uh, her name is wow. Cindy. I have uh, two adult children and two grandchildren. Um, I came to Christ in my early 30s. Um, I had been attending church as a child, but it was only pretty much head knowledge, and actually... Um, met Christ at Saddleback, um, kicking and screaming in the parking lot to try and find something wrong in the message, um, and was so convicted uh, by the Spirit and led by the Spirit through those experiences and sitting in wow. church services and listening to Pastor Rick that ultimately I, I surrendered, and and life changed dramatically. Yeah. I've mm. been a, a corporate wow. guy and um, really enjoyed that, and I had my own ad agency, and then from there really felt called to um, – to a different kind of service, and uh, so I went to seminary and had the uh, had the privilege to play a role in the Purpose Driven Life campaign, and again another life changing event. And mm. uh, worked for mm. a number of different food manufacturing companies, and um, and then through that uh, process uh, met some wonderful people, and uh, had the opportunity to serve with Dr. Carl Muller at Biblica as uh, the global COO. And uh, most recently joined uh, the CEO, Greg Leaf, um, at Convene, which is an organization that brings together uh, Christian CEOs, founders, and business owners to um, have best business practices in uh, building, up, building up the kingdom through and in their businesses. So it's very exciting. Yes. Yeah, that's a fantastic organization. I, I know a couple mm. of people who are involved in that. And uh yeah, in fact, we've uh, we've had Daryl Passwater on this show before, and uh, oh, we talked fantastic. a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's that's a. I'm glad you're there. That's a great uh, a great mm-hmm. organization. So and and yeah, I just think you know the more the more we're out in the world, uh, the better it is. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think you know some of the problems we've gotten into is that we've separated ourselves uh, so much from the world as Christians uh, that we've developed our own little, little uh, culture, subculture almost. Mm-hmm. And, uh, exactly. you know, and of course Christ, Christ wanted us in the world, uh, not of it, but in it. And, uh, yeah. um, so whenever, when everybody, whenever somebody takes that seriously as a believer, and I know convene does, I, that's a, that's a great that's a great uh, step forward i think so but Indeed. tell us Brett tell us about uh your experience with celebrate recovery you've had some experience yep. with that and uh yep. and the 12 steps uh, just tell us what's your uh, what's your familiarity level with that yes of course yeah happy to do so it, it really began when i had a I had an interview with Pastor Tom Holliday at Saddleback Church to really identify where I could serve in the church. I was I was new as a member of the church and 
eager to find out where God might want to use me. And so had an interview with Tom for clarification. And uh, I started to share my story of growing up uh, as a child of an alcoholic. Uh, my mother also mm-hmm. struggled uh, with mental illness. So I had a couple of those different dynamics uh, in my family of origin. And I had been walking a, um, you know, a recovery program, a 12-step program. And um, I was intrigued by Celebrate Recovery, and Tom thought it was a good thing for me to explore. Um, so I met John Baker and uh, began to listen to John speak. And through time, he invited me to also share um, at Celebrate Recovery and then start a, uh, the first group for adult children of uh, alcoholics. And then that, that transferred into becoming the adult children of chemically addicted. So it's, um, mm. it was a wonderful, wonderful part of my life. I met some of the best friends I've ever had at Celebrate Recovery and uh, I'll never forget Pastor Rick contacted me on a Friday night and asked me if I'd give my testimony to, you know, uh, thousands of my, my, my closest friends and, and neighbors the next day. So so I responded, and uh, then we birthed the group the next weekend. But it was uh, it was a real turning point in my recovery as well as giving wow. back. Yeah. How is uh, – tell us a little bit about – Celebrate Recovery, and how is it different from AA, or is it? Sure. Yeah, um, it's, it is different. Um, it is different in the fact that the higher, or the higher power of the program is specifically identified as Jesus Christ. And um, for those of us who have worked a variety of programs, uh, we may have attempted to maintain our recovery with other choices uh, for a higher power, but... Um, the sustaining um, recovery is 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 through Christ as our Creator, and and I, um, you know, I'll never be the same again after after that experience. And sober recovery is a is a is a gentle program, is the way a lot of us say it. It's uh, for any hmm. hurt, habit, or hang up. And I and I think I think to your point, John, as you kind of mentioned earlier on, that all of us are candidates for recovery. Um, it, it, it does not have to be chemical in nature, whether it's drugs or prescription drugs or alcohol mm-hmm. or something else. It can be, it can be a relationship. It can be sexual addiction. It can be workaholism. It can be people pleasing. Mm-hmm. It can be, you know, a lot of things, a lot of dynamics that we may not think of in a conventional sense when we think of recovery. But John Baker and, and Cheryl were instrumental. And, um, you know, and really God using, using them to help me to, to look in through a different lens mm. of what recovery was all about and the transformative power of Christ. So, yeah, it was, mm-hmm. um, and I was a newer Christian when I, when I got started with Celebrate Recovery. So really, you know, God used it to really kickstart my faith and to witness uh, sustaining transformation mm-hmm. in people's lives. Yeah. Do you, and go, uh, and it, do, yeah, please. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think uh, the, I think the thing that's so incredible is over the decades, and not that many, how God has expanded and uh, grown uh, Celebrate Recovery and populated it worldwide, all from a you know what was a very small campus in the very beginning. So it's uh, very exciting to watch God use it. Okay, is it it's passed on? Uh, is it is it usually carried on? by churches around the country? Is that the way it works? 
Yeah, many churches, yeah, many, many churches have mm-hmm. it. I've also um, done work with Prison Fellowship, and, of course, we use um, uh, a lot oh, of yeah. the content and curriculum was used uh, in the in mm-hmm. the jails and prisons and with incarcerated um, people. And so it's very powerful in that in that corridor of life as well. And um, but it's just unlimited. You know, people suffer trauma and have mm-hmm. uh, maybe PTSD from being a refugee or you know, in battle or in life, um, maybe human trafficking, you know, this type of program is applicable to all those avenues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, or, or, do, or people, do people or come the, or the regular life? Yeah. 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 Do people come in to celebrate recovery uh, as non-Christians? Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think celebrate recovery was very much, um, if I can use the word magnet, that God used as a as an opening for people to search mm-hmm. who they were, who they were to God, that they were precious to him, and that there was hope uh, in mm-hmm. Christ. And so okay. absolutely, it was a very, very, uh, very drawing for people oftentimes who did not know him mm-hmm. to come to the door. Yep. Is there is there ever any resistance? Because, see, I, I, I know that, the re- one of the reasons 12 steps has worked so well is that that they were ambiguous about the higher power uh, mm-hmm. so that in a sense the 12 steps work can work for anybody and and if someone right. is having a struggle they're an atheist or an agnostic or having struggle with god you know, it it wouldn't it wouldn't uh keep them from benefiting from the program. Does that ever come up with Celebrate Recovery? Will you have someone who resists the the, the clear expression of Jesus as our higher power? Well, I would say, I would, I would draw a parallel, John, of that question with people who go to church early on in their quest to, to find out who God is and who God is uh-huh. to them. So I think it'd be very parallel to that type of a journey where some of my you know, come into a church service for the first time in a long time, or maybe their faith, they've fallen away from their faith or they've never had one and they're exploring. So, so I would say okay. that, you know, out of the millions of people that have attended Celebrate Recovery through the decades, that sure, that absolutely is a distinct possibility. And, and I think that that's, that's part of the celebration, if you will, of Celebrate Recovery is the hope mm-hmm. and, and uh, the transformative nature. And, and I think, uh, you know, as for myself, when we hit, rock bottom or when I hit rock bottom and that's, that can be emotionally, it can be relationally, it can be in work, Mm -hmm. it can be through a life trauma of any kind um, that, you know, we, we look up and, and that's a, that's a, that's a moment that God, um, you know, sees as very powerful in terms of people coming to him is when we, we've tried everything else. And that's the essence, I think, of celebration of recovery. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Uh, you know, I made a uh, I made a statement today in in my writing on step three, um, which, by the way, step step three is that uh, uh, we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God um, as we understood Him. And what this to me, uh, it's it seems like the major commitment uh, step. Because you know the, yes. the first step is to admit you're powerless and and mm-hmm. 
and you need help and 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 you can't do it on your own and and the second step is to at least consider it seems like okay i believe there's there's a higher power i i believe that that there is a higher power and 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 that 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 power can help me um that right. seems to be the second step and the third step seems yes. to be actually doing something about it and uh, putting yourself, you know, uh, in that. Is, am, am I right about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think first is, as, as you said, the admission. You know, it's a it's a saying that, that we don't have all the answers. Is step one. And the, the step two is actually coming to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. So it's it's actually coming to the belief is two. And then three, again, is a really declarative, and that is, you know, we made a decision. I mean, there's a finality to making a decision which says I'm, I'm choosing this path, which is, you know, really mm-hmm. submitting. When we turn our will and our lives over yeah. to the care of God, it's submission. And that's – I don't think that's – I don't know about you, but that's not a natural human tendency is to submit. And it, it takes a right. conscious decision to do that. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um I made a statement today, and um, I, I'd love to get your thoughts on this because this is the crux of why I think we, why I wanted to do this study, why I think it's really important for Christians to get familiar with the 12 steps, and that is this. Uh, AA provides people with a place to struggle. In, in AA, struggling is the rule. It's how you get in. It's the qualification. In Christianity, it's the exception to the rule. Like, oh, so sorry to hear you're going through a tough time. We'll pray for you. <laughs> right. You know. Right. Uh, yeah. That. Can you can you talk about that and and why is why is that and why it, it almost seems like in in church not all churches but in a lot of churches. Um, there isn't the permission to to hit bottom. There isn't the permission to struggle. Um, and, and yet in, in something like AA, it's accepted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why These is are that? really powerful points. These are powerful points uh, that you make, John. And I, I think that there are a wide variety of possible reasons for this. And again, I, I can't, you know, I can't, and you haven't either, I can't whitewash the church by saying there's maybe one particular item because I think I think what we're seeing is really right. how, how how people are not not necessarily the church but I think I think some in some mm. churches people are concerned about judgment and and I think a lot of it has to do with maybe yeah. how people were raised in their family mm. of origin or maybe when they were children and people maybe shamed them for being authentic and truthful and vulnerable and so that that value of, of being those things wasn't reinforced in a healthy way, and and so what a lot of people were conditioned for is to say I'm I'm just not going to say anything because I'm going to be one down and judged and marginalized and discounted mm. and have stigma placed on my shoulders because I'm not perfect and they're. You know, I think sometimes people get confused and <clears throat> and they think the walk of a Christian is is to be a perfect person, and you know right. sometimes <clears throat> you know, sometimes there's confusion that way. And so, 
so I would say that, you know, all people carry a vulnerability, you know, for that, for that issue. And I would say a lot of times people just feel an extra level of performance pressure and an mm-hmm. unrealistic expectation of being perfect or being sinless or being blameless or those kind of things because they might be ostracized mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. And I yeah. think, I think AA has been, you know, very intentional about being, you know, inclusive. And that's where I started my journey was in, you know, a um, adult children of alcoholics group, um, not at Celebrate mm-hmm. Recovery, but just, just a, you know, a regular ACA mm-hmm. group and, and loved it. Again, I've mm-hmm. got to give a lot of credit to the people that were with me and held my hand and, mm-hmm. you know, gave me a Kleenex when I needed it. And, you know, we had a lot of fun and, and grew mm-hmm. together and, but uh, I was ready, I was ready for a next step. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying anything negative at all about um, mm-hmm. AA mm-hmm. Or, or the other other secular program, but um, yeah. So it's just been a really powerful journey, mm-hmm. and I and I just really, you know, I weep with those who weep, who feel alone, mm-hmm. you know, who feel like they can't share yeah. who they are, and, and they feel marginalized or mm. one down or less than from an old tape or what they've been conditioned to believe or what an un- mm-hmm. unhealthy messaging that they've had. So I think I th- right. I'm grateful for the people who started AA, you know, these, these folks were, you yeah. know, many of them yeah. were Christians in the very beginning, you know, and it was a calling for them to open up their homes, uh, you know, and to start the groups. So it, God's been very much involved from the very beginning, day one. Yeah. Yeah. How, how can we be as Christians uh, be more uh, welcoming to to people um, who are who are struggling, who are you know in in a place where they might feel judged and not feel like they can they can tell the truth about themselves? You know, no, this I mean, is uh, a, that's this a tough is a, question, but. Yeah, it's a great question. I'll tell you, John, I, the thing that comes to me, and it's, it's kind of interesting, is the fourth step as you ask that question. I think in order, you know, I wouldn't say in order to, but I would say a lot of times when we come to the end of ourselves or when we can actually take, you know, a true and honest assessment of who we are, then we're able to dispense probably more grace mm-hmm. and more understanding and more um, just level interaction with people as it should be and as Christ modeled to us. And, you know, the fourth step says, you know, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. And, you know, mm. in the Bible, in Romans 12, it talks about that we, you know, make a sober self-assessment. And I think, I think Paul was talking about that. And I think it's, I think it's in the 12 steps because we have to be able to be truth tellers to ourselves and we need to be truth tellers to God and we need to be truth tellers to one another. And I think I think that there's there's this cross section of coming to the end of ourselves in terms of finally submitting to the fact that we can't meet all of our own needs. And um in that powerful moment of surrender then that's that's where God is in, can be invited to take over. And I and I think when people personally experience that that intimate and cry out to God that I'm, I'm not the answer to all my issues and I'm not alone because number one, God, you're with me. You promised it. And 
when we're vulnerable, we allow other people to come into our life. And we need to, you know, we just need to remember that not everybody's going to receive us like we might want to be, but to be courageous in knowing that God has, will provide people that, that he's uh, intended for us to be with. Courage wow. is always part of, of the yeah. equation. You know, we have to take a step just yeah. like in the Jordan River and in the Red Sea. And, you know, it's important for us to, to be willing to be willing, you know, is the thing we say a lot in recovery. Yeah. But that's where the grace Talk comes, about through that. our own personal pain. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that a little Who's bit more, that, that courage. Um, you, you're really saying, aren't, are you saying courage to, to be honest with, with myself I, I think, and with others? I think so, John. I think courage to be honest with God, with ourselves and with others. You know, in the, in the fourth step, it talks about searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. And so fearless and mm. courage are kind of cousin words. And um, Mm -hmm. it takes great courage for us to think about and take an inventory of our shortcomings and, and what we, why we need God so much in our life and why we need other people. And um, I think the other thing to, to, for us to really remember too, for me to remember is that I got to keep that inventory balanced. It's not all bad things in a fearless and searching inventory. It's also the good things about ourselves that, that we are empathetic, that we do carry hope that we are encouragers, that we can be Christ. We are Christ's ambassadors, you know, and, and to know that our healing comes to coming alongside of other people who are in the healing process as well, Mm -hmm. because in reality, we're Mm -hmm. all, we're all in need of a healing trail to walk. And um, so I think, I think courage is a stigma breaker and you hear it often Mm -hmm. spoken about in today's media and news uh, the pervasive aspects of mental illness and uh, mental illness is shrouded in stigma. And because of that, um, there's a delay, you know, there, there's a delay in society embracing people. There's a delay in, you know, some churches of embracing people because they just, you know, they're confounded. They don't what to do. So I'm not blaming anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that education and willingness and courage are all elements required to come along side of broken people of which we all qualify. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm um, a little bit passionate about this, John. It seems, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, and what it seems to be saying to me too, is that, that we, you know, that, the typical church experience has got to go deeper. I mean, you, you're not going to, you're not going to do this when you go to uh, uh, a a meeting that's primarily a performance on Sunday morning. You know, it's, it's going to take a smaller group. It's going to take much smaller context for people to open their lives to one, to one another. Right. It has to, it has, there has to be fertile soil in terms of a environment for intimacy and sharing and for people who have been doing that a little longer to, as they do it, then mm. people see that there's a safe environment and God knits people together in miraculous ways for accountability and, and encouragement and sponsorship in the recovery. And so it's a, it's a beautiful model. I think that, uh, you know, the church and, you know, just just needs to continue to provide safe places and small groups and so forth to really mm-hmm. propagate and grow those opportunities. And and again, to lean in 
into fear with courage, which oftentimes is just not being educated about things, uh, whether it's mental illness or addiction or alcoholism or what, whatever it may be. And, um, you know, to take a step of courage, whether it's a triggering because of a parent that suffered from it or a sibling mm-hmm. or a coworker or someone who has, has been less than patient or mean or something, and to give people a second chance because we worship a redemptive God. And um, mm-hmm. if you want to be in the center of redemptive work, I think coming alongside of hurting people is exactly where we will find uh, continue to find the Lord day in and day out. Uh, this is one more question, and this is really yeah. it is. This is this is this is a personal question to me, though, for me because um, okay, I I wonder I wonder about this in in what we're doing by taking the twelve steps and trying to apply them to everybody. Um, sometimes I, I I'm I'm wondering whether are are we kidding ourselves from the standpoint that you know. The 12 steps are, are for people people who've hit bottom. You know, that's where you start. You, if you make yourself, I assume, if you get yourself to an AA meeting, you are probably already in shambles. Your, your, your life is, your marriage is, your family is, and, and, and you just, you, you've probably lost pretty much all your pride, and you just, you barely got yourself in the door. And, uh, and here we are as Christians, you know, good goody two shoes Christians trying to say, well, we got to get to the end of ourselves. Uh, do you, do you see what I'm saying? I I don't. Um, are we are we kidding ourselves that that these principles can work for us too? No, we're not kidding ourselves at all. I I think I think probably the one characteristic that might repel people, including myself, in the early days of not showing up to investigate the possibilities is fear. You know, mm-hmm. it's that opposite word of courage. You know, what what I might find out, the pain that I may have to readdress, the denial that I may have to step out of, you know, the, the baggage that is mm-hmm. once again unpacked. Uh, you know, people look at it and go, this is daunting. I, I really don't have it in me to crawl back into this basement and put a light on it. I I just, I'd rather almost live half in the basement than face, face the journey that will be difficult. It will absolutely be difficult, but the payoff will be extraordinary. And, you know, there's a lot of bumper stickers you see in recovery, John, of one day at a time and easy does it and et cetera, et cetera. But the truth is that all those, all those little mantras, all those little sayings have a lot of kernels of wisdom in them that, all we get as human beings is one moment at a time. Any of us that have faced mortality or been in the corridor of a loved one passing on, or we always make comments during during memorial services that life is short. But but I think mm-hmm. there's an elusive aspect of that, and and then saying, okay, I need to remember that, you know, and I I need to I need to not only look at at my recovery from whatever it is of my hurt habit or hang up. But I need to I need to be responsible for the legacy and stewardship of the health of my family, you know. And it's not it's not a codependent thing where I've got to save everybody. It's more about what legacy mm-hmm. do I want to leave for my family, and for my children, and mm-hmm. for my grandchildren, and the, and the generations beyond. Because 
whoever in the family tree is going to break the chain of denial, I'm not going to say addiction mm. or alcoholism or, or try and pinhole it like that. I'm going to say any hurt habit or hang up again is breaking a chain that will be way beneficial for future wow. generations and a bounty of hope will, will you know, come forth. So it's changing, what I think it's changing I the trajectory of future generations. Yeah. What I think I hear you saying then is that um, we're all, I think we're going to find this out depending on how deep we go with step four. And <laughs> that is that right. we all, well, we all qualify. We've all got plenty of crap, excuse me, in our lives to face yep. into, right? Plenty of material. We all have plenty of material. Yep. That's right. That's right. And and if we feel ourselves in this moment of listening to this dialogue, pulling back emotionally or closing down or shutting off or tuning out or starting to create excuses, then you know that's a green light, that there is a, there is a bidding yeah. opportunity that God's providing. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. Fantastic. Fantastic. Brett, this has been so good. Really good, and uh, I really enjoyed it, John. That last thing, that'll be a great transition for us uh, too as we <laughs> move into yeah. the next step. So, good. thank no, you. So I look much forward to joining. For look forward us. to joining you again. And um, just yeah. in closing, I want to just provide a resource for people to look up, which is the American Association of Christian Counselors, um, AACC. Okay. And uh, I'd invite people to go and, and research that website and find. Uh, resources. It's fantastic uh, for for the oh, um, addiction world and recovery world, and uh, and so that's that's uh, just a little something I wanted to provide as an extra. But again, John, thank you very much. It's my joy to share. Okay, Brett, thank you, and okay. uh, maybe uh-huh. we will. Maybe before we're done with this, we'll have you back. So I'd love thanks to. Thanks so much. Okay. Uh-huh. God bless. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, there you go, folks. That was Brett Schrock, and uh, that was that was wonderful. Um, I hope you're enjoying these. Uh, we are really getting in, in getting into this, and I, I love especially that last question and answer that uh, we all qualify. Um, you 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 don't have to uh, be completely. Uh, in the gutter before you can look at yourself and see problems and see the denials and see the excuses and see what you're doing that is wrong and um, that we need help with and that that inventory is going to help us see um, some important things about ourselves So uh, this really does apply to all of us. And uh, that was a great, that was a great time with, with Brett. I hope that you will um, go back and we've had great guests already. We've, we Chuck Smith Jr. We talked with last week. And um, so we're getting started the week before that. Uh, We talked with Annie Burnham from, from Peninsula Bible Church uh, uh, Recovery pastor there up in Palo Alto, California. This is great. We're getting some good stuff, and I just hope that you are gleaning some help from all this. Um, Keep up with the catch every morning. 
um, if I can get up early enough and get it out uh, and <laughs> keep up with that and uh, keep following us. Uh, this is uh, we're we're just getting our feet wet, folks. This is great, and uh, come back next. We'll have another guest that will help us unpack your 12 steps. God bless you.